Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. All right, what's going on, everybody? It is Dave coming at you here with another episode, another training session uh, inside our Facebook group. And I'm excited to say uh, we're going to be streaming this one onto the podcast as well. Uh, I've done this a couple times and had some really good success. So uh, we're going to dive right into it. Uh, We'll let uh, some people come on here uh, to the stream. Uh, When you do, feel free to say hi and tell me uh, where you are listening from. So what I want to do today is uh, do a live training uh, similar to how the title says that you've seen, okay? So I'm going to be talking about my top five books that have helped me grow uh, my cleaning business, okay? So you can see all of these hundreds of books behind me. I got two bookshelves. Uh, those of you on the podcast you can't see that, but if you talk to me ever on Zoom or seen me here, it's like, man, all these books are in the background. So I want to do a little bit of training around, I'm not saying go read them all, right? right? You've heard the phrase before, leaders are readers. You gotta take reading seriously if you wanna scale yourself up to that next level. So uh, what's going on, Alan, and uh, what's going on, John? Good to see you. And uh, Alan's from Texas, and uh, John's in uh, my coaching program. So what's going on, guys? Um, Feel free to tell me where you're from, where you're listening from, and we will get rocking and rolling. So before I dive in, I've got obviously a top five list. Couple disclaimers with that. There are obviously many good books you can learn from. Uh, I'm fairly specific when I recommend someone to read a book. Uh, I'm not really the person that's going to be sending, you know, hey, watch this link, check this out. Like if I'm sending something, I personally believe it's of high quality. And so I don't want to just throw out random books and say, hey, read all these uh, books on my shelf. I'm going to actually give you targeted ones that I actually think are um, specific and can actually help your growth and your development um, for your washing business. Now, granted, if you got a different home service business and you're listening in, um, they'll work just as fine uh, for that as well. So quickly, before we dive in, just to give you a little bit of context, if you haven't heard of who I am or what I've done, you know, I've, I grew up uh, kind of, you know, in a student painting company, kind of cut my teeth on running a home service business. Uh, I did that for a number of years, paid my way through business school. Um, those of you listening to the podcast know more of my story. I pivoted and started a company called uh, Revive Washing. Um, we've now uh, rebranded our name actually to Revive Services to encapsulate all the services that we offer. Um, I've got an amazing team that runs the day-to-day of that business, and now uh, I'm able to be in a coaching role inside that business and also coach other uh, home service uh, business owners all across the country to put simple systems into their business, okay? So that's me in a nutshell. Now, rewinding the clock even further back, um, you see all these books behind me. I believe like the skill to get into reading and learning, it's a learned skill, okay? So I don't believe leaders are born or entrepreneurs are born. I think you could be a born leader, sure, but I wanna give you hope that you can actually train yourself to read, okay? So I went through school, 
I absolutely hated reading, right? I thought it was like the nerdy kids <clears throat> read in the library and I was more from an athletic background and I said, forget it, I'm, n I'm never gonna get into reading, right? It's so boring. Uh, it didn't change for me until I was actually 23, 24 years old. I was away on a vacation with a buddy. Uh, we went to Hawaii for a week just to lay low and hang out and sit in the sun. And I brought with me three books at the time, okay? And one of them was on selling, one was on goal setting, and one was on entrepreneurship. I read through those books, and once I did, it was like a light bulb went on in my head. My goodness, what have I been missing, right? I say this quote a lot, you don't know what you don't know. And I personally think that in that's very true in entrepreneurship, right? And if I could go back nine years and talk to myself, I'd say like, man, you should have started reading well before you were 23, 24. Like we lost out on missed time because when you look at these books behind me and I'll intro the five books in a minute, it's like you don't know what you don't know because someone's putting their whole life work into like a couple hundred pages or 100 or 200 pages, whatever it is. Um, for you to not invest like 20, 30, 40 bucks to hear that, you're literally shooting yourself in the foot, I think. There's this knowledge gap where you should um, be able to level yourself up based on your mindset. So that's when things shifted for me. <clears throat> it was like a light bulb went on. I came back to uh, my hometown in Canada and it was like, okay, something needs to shift. And that really pushed me into my personal development journey I've been on now going to seminars, going to conferences, working with coaches, um, you know, reading tons and tons of books, um, listening to podcasts even, it kind of like turned on a light bulb moment for me and now it's been, you know, nine, 10 years. I, uh, I celebrated my birthday this week. I turned 33 years old, which is crazy. So I guess it's now been uh, pretty much 10, nine, 10 years since I picked up that first book. So um, I'm, I'm a huge fan of reading fiction um, perhaps that's uh, to my detriment. Uh, I, I'm a very logical, realistic person, and if something doesn't like exist right here, it's kind of hard to uh, totally wrap my head around it. So a lot of these books behind are, me are very, like, um, very, uh, or sorry, nonfiction is what I'm getting at. <clears throat> is is what I'm reading, right? It's the it's these very specific type of topic, and I like to read something and really get something out of it, right? My uh, my wife will make fun of me because she'll be reading on vacation and I'll be like, oh, what are you learning? And she's like, well, does every book need to always be about learning, right? And in my entrepreneur head, of course it does. We need to learn something from what we're reading. So that's just a little caveat before we dive into the top five. They are uh, nonfiction books here, okay, um, that uh, are all behind me. Something that I think has a very clear uh, point. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but that's just kind of how I, I tend to think about books when it comes to uh, entrepreneurship and my journey. Okay, so little drum roll. Let's get into it. What you're waiting for. What are the actual top five books to grow the business? Okay, these are in order. Um, and so um, I'll, I'll get you to throw in the comments too. I'm going to run through my top five, but I actually have a, a, a list of eight books. So if you want that PDF guide of my top eight, just throw it into the comments and put guide um, or those of you listening on the podcast, just shoot me over an email, um, Dave at homeservicebusinesscoach.com, and I'll send you over that PDF guide, totally free. Um, if you can listen to this, get some value from it, um, that, that's a big win for me, okay? So first one up right here, talk about this bad boy all the time. Michael Gerber, The E-Myth, okay? Fantastic book. If you've not read that, you clearly haven't been in this group enough or listened to the podcast enough. This is a beauty, okay? So I'm not gonna go into like, 
crazy, crazy depth here and tell you all about the nuances of this book because I want you to actually invest in yourself and read this thing. Now, people ask me, Dave, you love the E-Myth, which one should I get? They all say very similar type of messages. I like this one right here, the E-Myth Revisited. Um, you can also get the E-Myth uh, for contractors. I've got this uh, right here behind me, right? The E-Myth, the contractor edition. Nice short read. This is like whatever, 90 pages. So this one's good too. But the premise of the E-Myth to, to just kind of let the cat out of the bag is we need to work on our business not in it okay now you may hear yeah yeah i get it some of you who haven't heard that you need to like let that sink in right now right and like literally look at your google calendar this last week and say okay how much time did i actually spend working on the business system creation right creating documents processes researching new markets that's working like on the business right in the business is like jumping in the truck to crank out a job running to the bank to deposit a check going to see a client doing an estimate scheduling sitting on job or house call pro or service titan or whatever you're on um, going to to you know test drive vans that you might buy um, getting your van wrapped deal like those are all things in 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 every single one of those is in the business not wrong just be very realistic where you're investing your time okay so you do need to balance it as you grow as i grew my my service business it's this constant balance of dave's in the business for four hours here and then dave's in airplane mode and he's working on the business from his house or starbucks or the office or whatever so you're kind of in this fine balance but if right now you look back at your calendar you worked 40 hours this week, great. And if you're telling me like 38 of them were in the business and only two on it, there's gonna be there's gonna be a problem there, okay? So this book will shake you up. It runs an example of a lady named Sarah who runs a, a all about pies business. She's baking pies. And so for the purpose of this group, you can swap out baking pies with literally cleaning windows or cleaning gutters or cleaning roofs or pressure washing driveways, whatever it is this book will make it very clear how three people are inside your brain at all times, right? Uh, if you look at my life, I'm a little bit entrepreneur, I'm a little bit manager, I'm a little bit technician. Now, little truth between me and you, I'm a pretty crappy technician, right? I'm not a hands-on type of guy. Uh, I don't even hang pictures in my home because I'm not handy in the slightest. I don't even try. So some people are like, oh, work on your weaknesses. I'm more the side of like, hire for your weaknesses, push into your strength, and know what you do best, okay? So uh, I struggle more tendencies as I grew the business. I'd struggle more with tendencies to be the manager and make sure everything's organized and in standard order. I love organization and systems. So I had to push myself, and I still do, to think more big picture, entrepreneurial, right? Where's this company going over the three, five, 10 year plan? That's how entrepreneurs think, how markets are shifting. They're looking, you know, out and are up and outward as Jocko Willink says, right? I was just on the Jobber Professional Development Day. If you've not heard his talk, is fabulous, right? Uh, entrepreneurs, leaders, they look up and out where, where um, you know, we can tend to look down and in is kind of what a manager will do, look at the day-to-day -day of the schedule. A business needs technicians, a business needs managers, and a business needs entrepreneurs. So as you scale your business, you're going to have different time throughout the day where you're more technician, more entrepreneur, more manager. Again, it, it's not like, oh, this is wrong because you're in technician mode all the time. It's just if you're in technician mode all the time, 
you're probably not going to build a business that can grow beyond yourself. So just don't dilute yourself. If you're putting 40 hours a week into technician mode, you're probably not going to have any leftover time to grow the business beyond yourself. And I'll say one last thing with that before we move on as well is like for me, in my coaching role, the hardest people to coach are those that have sat in, say, technician mode or manager mode um, for like more than three years because you get really stuck in your ways. So if you've been cleaning thousands of homes every year, you're going to have the hardest time hiring someone this year because they're not going to do it how you exactly do it. So as you scale a business, like I really think you can grow a service business in four, five, six years, jumping 250K in revenue at a time, right? You could go zero to 100, usually figuring out the business. Then you can go 250, then 500, 750, a million. Like, I think that's a very logical path to grow beyond. If you start camping out in that, like, you know, 250 range where it's like you, you do everything and you have a helper, it's if you do that for like 2022, 2023, 2024, good luck coaching that person in 2025 because they're very rigid and kind of stuck in their ways. So I'm not saying it's impossible. Just recognize for yourself that, you know, you haven't been in business for 10 years, but you just repeated that same year 10 times over. So give me a give me a uh, thumbs up or like a yes spot on in the comments if this is making sense to you. I uh, would love to get some feedback um, as we go through this thing. Uh, what's up, Andy? Andy says Emeth is an excellent book. Uh, and again, if you want my guide for the top eight books, we're going to do the top five today. But if you want that guide for top eight, um, you let me know in the comments. Just put guide in there and I'll, I'll send it over to you. So Emeth, pick it up. It's a beauty. Uh, read this book every year and I uh, would recommend you do the same. All right, next up, Greg McEwen, okay? So this book is a bombshell. This is called Essentialism, okay? Um, little bit longer than the E-Myth, you're around 240 pages, but let me tell you, this is a wonderful book. So what you'll see as you grow your business is that you're going to have like demands on your time, right? And so the business owners I work with, really the ultimate system we're working on is trying I'm like trying so hard for these entrepreneurs to get their time back, right? And this book, Essentialism, it's like, how do you, the business owner, actually go about managing your time on a day-to-day -day basis and on a week-to-week -week basis, right? Are you uh, very reactive to the things happening, right? Like, is your notifications on for text message, Slack, and phone calls? Or are you like in deep work through your day? And then you'll like pick your head up and then go check those messages, right? Like for me, uh, notifications are turned off on everything, right? I don't think I've picked up a phone call in four or five months because I just don't. It's just a distraction from what I'm doing. I'm obviously exaggerating. I'll pick it up from a friend or my wife. But if I'm seeing a call, it's like, oh, like that, that form of marketing, I think if you don't know who's calling is, is a very difficult one to be in. So I think we got to get smarter with our time and see where are we actually choosing to invest our time. And so Greg McEwen in this book, he talks about differentiating what he calls the vital few from the trivial many. Okay, so I think as business owners running our home service businesses, we get very good at confusing um, productivity with actually like effectiveness, right? And so I've made training on this before of, of how being ef efficient is different from being effective, right? I could be very efficient today and like 
cut my grass and like um, tidy my room and do the laundry and play with my dog and I'm going like ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. It's very efficient, but all those things I mentioned, they're not very high level stuff, right? I could probably hire somebody out to take care of those tasks, but being effective is like those like 100 or $200 or $500 an hour tasks in your business that you, the owner, are best suited to do, right? So it could be if I invest, uh, let's say, an hour or two to go and investigate, um, let's say, uh, a, a new headquarters for my company, right? Where we want to work from. Maybe I go walk through a warehouse and an office and start to envision the future state of the business. A uh, high-level task could be creating a vivid vision for where my company is going in five years, right? That's something that's got to come out of the entrepreneur uh, head onto paper, right? And so those are, I could be meeting with a, a banker who maybe could be giving me, you know, $200,000 of lending to help scale my business. Like those are things the owner can do. Those are the vital few activities that are very high effective activities that will move the needle on your business. Okay. So we're not going to have busy work running around all the time. We want to be focusing on those high levers. So this book, Essentialism, is like really going to shake up your time and it's going to show you where you should be investing your time. And, you know, as I grew my business years ago, I would literally say yes to every opportunity. And that book really showed me like if it's not, you know, I think Tim Ferriss said it. If it's not a, a paraphrasing for language here, if it's not a heck yes, it's it's a it's a no. Right. It's got to be like this is amazing. Let's put my time in. It's like someone's messaging you for coffee or for a phone call or this or that. It's like, no, you don't have the time because you're so focused on the thing that you're working on. Okay. So definitely check out that book, Essentialism, because it's uh, it's a great one. <clears throat> All right. Number three. Again, these are in no order. We've got who, not how here. Okay. Great, great book. Um, as you grow your business, piggybacking on the point of Essentialism, you want to get very good at at delegating okay not not dumping but actually delegating to your team what they're responsible for and coaching them in uh how they can do their role the best okay so this is a, a shorter read you know 160 pages or so um dan sullivan is is a very smart man in my opinion and he came up he coined this concept okay who not how so i'll just talk about that for a couple minutes and then you know i definitely suggest you pick up the book so it's a similar concept what i was touching on being effective versus just having busy work all the time so as a business owner, you need to look at your business and let's just say you're doing, let's say, $200,000 in revenue and let's say your your profit on that is $50,000. Okay, let's just say for fun, for purpose of the argument. So everyone has 2,000 hours a year, right, if you're working full-time. So let's just pretend you don't work more than full-time even though if you're listening to this, I guarantee you probably do. Let's just say you work 40-hour work week, 2,000 hours, okay? So you put in 2,000 hours you work your butt off in your business, on your business, running it, dealing with it, I get it. There's 50 grand left, okay? So 50 grand and um, you invested 2,000 hours, okay? So if my math is correct, your time is worth $25 an hour, okay? Um, nothing wrong with that wage, it's $25 an hour, okay? So if, if you're going to ask who, not how, you're gonna start looking at your time and saying, uh, my time's worth $25 an hour. So I'm gonna take all my tasks lower than that 
getting the grass cut, you know, it, it, there's no limit to this, right? You could literally get someone to lay your clothes out every night if you wanted to and go who not how, right? So I think there's probably a tipping point where you outsource too many things, but you want to start focusing on your time being $25 an hour or 35 or 45 or 50 or whatever it is. You want to stay in that upper echelon. Not that you're better from doing these low level tasks, but just that your fiduciary responsibility to your business is to work on those higher level tasks. Otherwise, the thing's going to crash and burn, right? You don't want to be spending all your time in the, the small minutia of the business. You want to get those things set up, right? So you've got to look at your business from a high level and say, hey, who could I have for $20 an hour do these tasks? You know, posting on social media every day, um, you know, doing some data mining on LinkedIn, um, updating my GMB, uh, even so much checking my emails, right? These are all things that you could be taking off your plate so you could be investing in higher level activities. Now, I firmly believe the businesses that grow are the not the business owners that work the hardest that is not true it's the business owners that invest their time in the highest level payoffs uh week over week month over month year over year right you look at my company it grew quickly over five years because i put a lot of hours on the business and valued my time and i wanted to hire a machine that could run the business so when we ask ourselves who not how when there's issues now in the business you want to have a specialist you can go to right so we've got a great guy on our team dave is my marketing manager so when there's an issue with a facebook ad or with uh you know where are we going to deliver flyers to this year what's our sign design or what is this what when it's marketing boom that's in dave's department right not this dave the other dave uh dave's going to be handling the marketing so i'm asking who can i have so dave's going to run that I'm not going to jump in and ask, how are we going to target this neighborhood and what is the, it's like, no, this is in this person's lane. Same with the office, same with production, same with sales. So big problem like blinking red light is what business owners will do. We'll blaze past our people in charge and try to take over the reins and start to micromanage them, right? So if I jumped in and was like, oh, Dave, let me just do this sign design and handle this and do this and you're like, why on earth do you have someone doing the job then? So I think, you know, we get kind of our own ego in the way we want to hire someone, but then we don't actually trust them to do their job. So some of the best things you can say to your people is you're the best person I can find and I'm hiring you to do this job. I'm asking who, not how, like you literally are letting your ego in the way when you're like, I'm hiring you, but also guess what? I'm jumping into your role and doing the thing for you. So when you sign up to go in business, you can grab your Sharpie pen, write the word control on a piece of paper, big capital letters, rip that thing into a thousand pieces because that's what you're doing when you sign up to build a business, you're giving up control and you gotta be okay with that. Now, don't get me wrong, have my people made decisions before where I'm like, I definitely wouldn't have done that, you know, like 100%, but they make way more good decisions than they do bad, and there, we say this all the time in my business, right? There's no mistakes, there's only learning. So if my marketing manager went out and spent $20,000 on a Facebook ad that completely crapped the bed, 
Um, that's ultimately my fault, right? I probably didn't set him up for success. I need to take ownership with that, but there's a coaching opportunity in that as well. Okay, why did we feel that was a good idea? What did you think? How do we safeguard this doesn't happen again? What system can we put in place that you know we're not going down this rabbit trail? So that's what I mean with who, not how. What's up, AJ? AJ says he's guilty of that. Well, that's uh, that's something we can work on uh, for sure, AJ. So, um, no, that's the third book there, guys, Who Not How. Okay, so quick review so far before we get to the last two. We got our e-myth, right, our staple. We've got Essentialism with Greg McEwen, and then we got Who Not How with Dan Sullivan. Three awesome books, two more to go, okay? This one's a classic. I think the longest standing book right here, guys, How to Win Friends and Influence People. This, I don't even know if I can look it up here. Look at this, copyright 1936 by Dale Carnegie, okay? Like that's whatever, Night coming up on 90 years, 86 years old if my math is correct. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So this is um, not specific to a washing business. I think this is like humanity 101, right? And I'll throw it back to my story. When I was <clears throat> 19, 20 years old, I signed up for this student painting franchise, like I told you guys. Um, I got into that. I was extremely shy. Uh, I was not assertive. Uh, I was I was nervous around people. And I, I you know, years into my journey, I read this book uh, early into my book reading journey, and it really shook me up that there's little things you can do to actually uh, get people to like you. And again, if you're going to be a leader, like John Maxwell says, all leadership is. It's just influence, right? Is anyone following you? So you look at your company, you could even have employees and they're not even following you or respecting you. Um, you're not really leading properly there. So this book has like ninja hacks galore of how you can get people uh, to like you, not from a manipulative standpoint, but more in just like, we're all human here. We need to get along. Um, and, and business guys and girls is relationships, but like life itself is relationships. So even if you wanna go sell a client or go on a date with your partner, it's like, how do we win them over, right? How do we have them see our side of things and actually get along with them? So there's this is like, if you wanna level up your sales skills, I think you need to level up your people skills and this book will help you do it, right? It's like, how do you, how does your body language communicate uh, to somebody when you walk in a room, you know, you inhale, shoulders back, you're confident, you're saying people's name, you're repeating their name, right? It says in this book, um, a person's name is like the sweetest word in the whole English language. Like when you can say their name, it's like a, a bee drawn to honey, right? So it's just like, very, very important stuff. So this gets into like a little bit of sales psychology for sure, but also really shows, I think, the fact that we are all human um, and you need to be good with people if you wanna do anything in life, my opinion, right? No person is an island. And from a managerial standpoint too, if you wanna grow people in your company, um, we hit a big brick wall if that person just has, say, tacit skills for cleaning, but they don't actually have the skills to work with other people as a team. Um, that That's a problem. So, you know, if you want to create a multiplier hire in your company and have them run a division, 
Um, they need to be really stinking good with people in addition to you know knowing other skills about the business. So this is a good one I'd have for your team, especially salespeople. Uh, and I wouldn't recommend anything unless you've read it yourself. So this is a really good one. Uh, how to win friends and influence people more on the psychology standpoint. And one last point on that too, like as an entrepreneur, you are always selling, right? You're literally selling all the time, whether we're selling a physical job or we're selling an employee to come work for us or we're selling the banker on giving us a loan, you're always selling. So the more skills you have in your tool belt to get people to like you, um, you're going to have a tribe of people around you um, you know, that you could be ultimately leading. So really good book there, How to Win Friends, Influence People. Now this last one here, it's not last because it's like, oh, number five, it's last on the list. It's just how the order I had it on my uh, on my table here. So this is a great one, okay? Creating Magic by Lee Cockerell. Um, the reason I'm picking this one is um, our number one core value in my business is uh, service, followed by core value number two is excellence. I think this book does a fantastic job addressing those two core values, okay? So when you look at your business from a high level, what are you actually doing? It's not about the clean house or the clean windows, right? From a, from a high level, your business economically is sending people to deliver a high level of service and make your customer happy, right? It was like Zappos um, kind of motto, right? Delivering happiness, they're sending shoes, but they're bringing happiness to someone. That's what you all are doing and I'm doing with my service business, right? You're delivering happiness. So think about from a from a standpoint of where's the happiest place on earth, right? Ding, 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 it's, it's Disneyland, right? So this book walks you through. Lee was an, a high level executive, right? It says here he was the executive vice president of operations, right? What a title that is of Disneyland. So smart guy, I don't know how long he was in the role for, but um, it talks through his journey and it goes over the 10 uh, you know, significant lessons of leadership when it comes to scaling up to what Disneyland is today. So if you can even take you know, 20% of what's said in this book from the concepts of leadership uh, and offering high service and putting it into your service business, you're gonna be light years ahead. Like I really believe that the formula to scale a service business, scale a washing business, like the formula is super simple, but it's extremely difficult to execute. So this book will help give you some execution strategies. I'll just see if we can pull anything out, right? Strategy number three, look at this, a whole chapter on how do you make, I'll hold this up better to the camera, how do you make people your brand, right? Talking about this because that is like, if you've been to Disneyland before, there's no cigarette butts on the ground. There's no gum on the ground. People are friendly, smile on the face. It's like, man, if you could train that into your team to have a spirit of service with everything they do, you're gonna just be blowing past the competition this year. So um, really good stuff in this book. And I like how it's grounded into like a real legitimate massive business in Disneyland. Um, and it's like stories from the field like this, this guy would have had thousands of people, you know, under his employ. Um, how did you, how do you do that at scale is like pretty impressive. So when you look at what's been done here in Disneyland created and you're like looking at your own business and this is what I did, I'm like, man, I just got to make 10 or 15 or 20 people 
follow this way and set a strong vision like that's really what you're after with your with your business is having a, a small team follow standard order and you don't need you know I, I firmly believe in home services you don't need hundreds and hundreds of employees and team members you just need a handful who you can coach up to be rock stars uh, and, and stay with your company long term so if you you know we've talked about it before in my coaching program right one a player one rock star awesome person think of the best person on your team right now they're going to be equivalent to hiring three b players and your rock stars are so good because they're great problem solvers they're good with people and they offer a high level of service so a lot of things that these books i've mentioned encapsulate but also laid out here in in the book creating magic so if you can take you know concepts from these and add a little bit of disney to your business uh, I think you're going to be set up for for quite a bit of success. So, those are my uh, top five. Everyone, again, I could do multiple of these teaching sessions. I love just turning on the camera here and and speaking from the heart. What's helped me, um, and it's my firm hope and belief that you can pull from this session, from this podcast, and be like, okay, I've got some books to read, something to think about, um, and you could even grab them on Audible, right? I know how busy it is scaling a business. You're driving a lot, a lot of windshield, you know, windshield universities, what we call the, the car when you're driving around listening. Grab those books on Audible, but I personally do my best learning just with a physical book and a pen and just like reading and highlighting will definitely um, go a long way. So I'm not expecting, you know, you have extra crazy amounts of hours every day to read. Um, when I did a lot of these readings of these books behind me, it'd be like 20, 30 minutes in the morning, right? Instead of getting up at, at 6 a.m., get up at 5.30, do a little bit of reading, boom, get on with your day. So that's how I'd suggest structuring it into your day. But again, um, those of you listening here, if you're wanting my full guide of eight books, uh, fire me over an email, dave at homeservicebusinesscoach.com. Uh, and again, as we wrap up here, if you are in the market looking to take your business to the next level, um, definitely get in touch with me because uh, I'm currently working um, with over 20 home service business owners now um, to help them put systems in to scale their business to where it's able to run without them. Having a ton of fun with that. So if you wanna book your free assessment call uh, with myself and my team, uh, you can go to homeservicebusinesscoach.com. I'll put that in the comments. You can book your free call uh, with my uh, growth advisor and we'll get on a call and be able to get you more info on what that looks like. But as we wrap up here, I hope you took some value from the training uh, and I hope that you have uh, a very enjoyable weekend up ahead. Uh, and I wish you nothing but a successful uh, 2022 on the horizon as you keep putting systems uh, into your business and keep growing your mindset as an entrepreneur. Keep in mind that um, you know, you're not focused on growing your business right now. You should be focused on growing yourself as a person and as an entrepreneur and your business will grow, um, you know, in, in addition to growing yourself. So it's almost this byproduct effect um, that you have. I think a lot of us think, oh, we got to grow the business. Like, no, first we got to grow yourself and the business will grow um, because of that. So thank you so much, uh, everyone, for your time and attention today. And those of you listening on the podcast, I hope that you had some value brought to you today. Uh, and I wish you a, a wonderful weekend ahead. Take care, everybody, and we'll be chatting soon. Thank you for listening to the episode today. 
If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.